Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment, we just want you to know about it. Because many of you are into the, the arts and you are supporting us and we are so grateful for it. Well, tonight we're going to start out with Kroonis. Kroonis has long been a world class music venue recognized as one of the top jazz clubs in the world but now it will add coolest comedy club to its list of props as it hosts the first annual loons on the lake comedy festival on june 21st through the 24th with four special guests a list comics and 14 comedy shows on three different stages i mean this is a really big deal oh and by the way your dinner is going to be outrageous, fabulous. It will be available for every show. Plus, there's a $10,000 comedy competition with 40 comedians from across the country vying for the title. Well, joining us to talk more about it is Randy Lubas. He's producer of the first annual Loons on the Lake Comedy Festival. And we are so happy to have you join us. Thank you, Randy. Welcome. Thank you, Gerilyn. Oh, man, boy, you gave it everything we needed right there. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything we needed. No, no. We want to hear more no, hit- about this list of comedians. Yeah, well, you hit the the bullet points. Absolutely. Uh, we've got four uh, amazing headliners, starting with Erica Rhodes, um, who, whose career is on fire. She's just been doing some guest starring appearances on shows like Veep. And she uh, she's actually from Minnesota. So that's kind of a little bringing back a hometown hero. And right. that's on the 21st. And then on the 22nd, uh, Jamie Kennedy, uh, who, who rose to stardom from his iconic role in the movie Scream and Scream 2. And then he had his own show. It was like a uh, hidden camera show, the Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy Experiment. And uh, now he's one of the top touring comedians in the country. So uh, he's going to be there on uh, Thursday, the 22nd. And then uh, comedy legend Jimmy Walker. <laughs> uh, <who everybody laughs> Dynamite! Knows, uh, yes, Dynamite. <laughs> Jimmy Walker will be there uh, on Friday. I'm excited to see Jimmy again. He and I have worked together in Las Vegas, and it'll be fun to see him again. And uh, that, of course, is Friday, the 23rd. And then rounding it out is uh, Saturday Night's show with Don McMillan, who, uh, who just, you know, he was on... Um, America's Got Talent, and he's the only uh, engineer comedian working in PowerPoint. His entire show is on PowerPoint, <laughs> and he has been selling out. His show is sold out. He, uh, he's been selling out all across the country since his appearances on America's Got Talent. And uh, so, so those are the, 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 the celebrity uh, stars of, this, of the festival. But like you mentioned, I looked at over... 
200 video submissions to choose the the 40 top uh, entries to get into the comedy competition, and they come in every shape and size you can imagine. So uh, it is going to be really, really fun. Uh, those the preliminary rounds, uh, each comedian does eight minutes and two move on to the semifinals. And then the semifinals are on Friday where uh, 10 comedians will do another eight minutes, eight different minutes. And then on Saturday, that's when the big uh, money is going to be handed out. Five comedians will be left and they will each do 15 minutes of material. And one of them was going to take home $10,000. That's amazing. First of all, I want to say congratulations to you because you helped make this really big. In fact, you are uh, the producer of this event and um, a distinguished comedian yourself, talent manager and entrepreneur who produced the Ventura Comedy Festival for nine years and 100 episodes of West Coast Comedy. The Loons on the Lake Comedy Festival will make um, Fritley a world-class comedy destination, and you really had a lot to do with that. So congratulations. First of all, it is so difficult to get people to laugh at jokes. <laughs> you know, some people will say, oh, it's so easy. I've never heard a comedian say, it's easy. Do you agree? Well, you know, I, I can tell you this. Doing stand-up comedy is the most exhilarating thing you will ever do. And it is quite addictive. And once you get that first laugh, boy, you, you never want to stop. So it is one of the most difficult things you can try to do, but uh, it is also one of the most exciting and exhilarating. I tried it. I was miserable. It oh, was awful. <laughs> no, no, seriously. You know I laughed through the whole thing because I couldn't do anything else but laugh. Yeah, and it was a small comedy spot, right? And I I loved watching other comedians, but I sucked seriously. <laughs> so what you do you know and what, what Erica Rhodes and all of the other guests that are coming, what they are doing, it really matters because what we need right now is joy. Oh my goodness, we need more laughter in this world now more than ever. And that's why I'm just so excited that putting this together. And by the way, Mary, the, 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 the owner of Crooners, has just been unbelievable. And she's just a wonderful, wonderful person to have partnered with and so supportive and, and sees the vision in this and hopes that this can be a really wonderful repeating annual event. And, uh, and, and I'm excited and hope that it can. I really want people to get out there for the comedy competition because that's the way the whole festival will build excitement and, and uh, especially support. The com comics are coming from all over North America to be there. And so I, I just hope folks come out and support those shows and, and, uh, and, and, and kind of feel like you're part of, you know, America's Got Talent or American Idol, you know, because the, the audience uh, plays a part in how the judges will vote. Right. And who are the judges? Well, uh, I've got some amazing people coming. Um, I have got a, a casting director who is one of the uh, casting coordinators on America's Got Talent. Uh -huh. uh, uh, wow. She's going to be the Nyla. Nyla Durrani is going to be there. We've got um, Allison Kahn, who not only is a casting director in New York, who casts animation and different things for the Comedy Central, but she also uh, helps cast the New Faces Showcase at the world-renowned uh, LOL Comedy Festival in Montreal. It's probably the most prestigious comedy festival in the world. And people get huge deals from that New Faces uh, showcase. So these comics are going to have an opportunity to get to perform in front of her. 
Uh, I've got the uh, executive uh, of entertainment from Carnival Cruises, Lizette Garcia, will be there. And Russ Revis, who is a, 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 owns an entertainment company, he books cruises and he books all sorts of corporate events. And another cruise ship agent, Suzanne Bartels, they will all be there as judges. And there will be industry panels for these comedians to learn and, and do questions and answers with the, uh, with the judges so they can, you know, advance their careers and, and learn, learn whatever they can. Wow, this gathering is really important. It's important for Minnesota and beyond, and I am so excited for all the guests that are coming, all of the comedians that are coming, as well as those that are buying their tickets. And, of course, tickets right now are ranging from $20 for the the comedy competition um, to preferred seating from $25 and $35 to private booths that are about $120 to $140 for individual celebrity comic shows. And they are available at the website Loon. Let me get it right. Loon. 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 Thank you. Loonsonthelake.com. Yeah. Loonsonthelake.com. And can be purchased individually. We were searching searching for a name for the festival. And they said to me, the loon is the state bird of Minnesota. Uh And I said, wow, that's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, but you know better, Randy. Come on. <laughs> you could have gave it a different name, but I'm, I'm telling you, we will all have a good time with that because Minnesotans know what that re- really means, and it's just powerful. So I'm excited that it's called the Loons on Lake Comedy, Loons on the Lake Com- Comedy Festival. So here we are. We know that this is happening. If people want any other information, oh, and by the way, I understand that you can purchase an all-access pass. Is that correct? Yeah, if you want to, you know, enjoy the whole festival, get an all-access pass. You'll get a souvenir T-shirt, and be able to go to all the shows and and, and watch. You know, the fun thing will be is if you watch a few of these uh, preliminary rounds of the competition, then you'll probably uh, get find a favorite comic that you really like, and then you can watch them go to the semifinals and hopefully to the finals and kind of root them on and uh, you know get involved in the whole uh, excitement of it and the, you know the huge build up to the up to the award. Well, I'm excited about it. And the start times vary. They vary between 7 and 8.30, correct? Yeah. Uh, the, the only uh, exception to that, we've got a comedy improv show, which is a matinee with some wonderful improv artists from right there in Minneapolis. And that's going to be at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And then uh, we have one 9 o'clock show, and that will be Friday. And that's, we've got two all-star showcases of, uh, of other each of those has about 14 comedians on it doing six-minute shows, and it's going to be, you know, uh, all in all, there's going to be over 70 comedians participating in the entire festival. So it's oh, it's just so, so impressive. Much fun. Yeah, it's so much yeah. fun. I can't wait. I'm going to try my best to be at all of them. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try, Randy. And thank you so much for joining us tonight and really giving us um, how this all came together and what it's all about and who these comedians are. I can't wait to meet you. Are you going to be at all of them? At all of the shows? I will. I'll be coming in for the whole week, and I'll be there, uh, and I'll be performing on several of the shows as well. Oh, I will definitely look for you. Thank you so much, Randy. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you on June, what is it, the 21st is the first show. 21st. I'll be there. Out. Yeah, Geraldine. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate your support of this. It's fantastic, and I really look forward to meeting you. You too, Randy. Take care. All right, everyone. Okay. Coming up next is Jim Walsh. You don't want to miss it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. If you want to know what this song is all about, it's, first of all, it's called Stand on Every Corner. And joining us to talk about it is Jim Walsh, local musician and songwriter. You might have remembered him. Uh, he's been around for a very long time listening to the music of so many musicians, singers, and, and even more, even the Steels. Oh, my gosh. Jim, it is so great to have you join us tonight. How are you? Great to hear your voice, Jerrilyn. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. My goodness, you are getting it done. I love that you are still at it. And you now yeah. have a band called the Dog Day Cicadas. Indeed, yes. Uh, <laughs> buddies of mine and great musicians. And we made a record this year. And we've been playing out. And I love the songs. Um, new songs kind of coming every every month, I would say now. And uh, but yeah, it's a five song EP that we did. It's called shout it out to you. And, um, that tune right there is a song called, um, stand on every corner. And it was inspired by this movement that happened in South Minneapolis. Um, these people just at the dawn of the, uh, Trump administration, putting kids in, in cages at the border, mm. um, at the corner of, you know, Portland and, and Diamond Lake Road here in Minneapolis, every night these families and and other citizens would hold up signs and, and you know, fight for the rights of these kids and just, you know, try to talk sense into motorists as they cruise by. And I, I was very moved by that. And so I wrote, wrote an anthemic uh, anthem for, for that wow. moment. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Stand on every corner, that song. You are not yeah. just uh, a journalist that many of us know, um, but you're an author as well. Uh, the former leader of REM's Laughing Stock, The Mad Ripple and The Mad Ripple Hootenanny. Um, but you have recently reemerged with his with your new band called, as I mentioned before, The Dog Day Cicadas. I love that title, by the way. And yeah. you released this feel-good EP featuring the Jayhawksiness of the kind of that mix of roots rock and Americana, that sort of thing, just, you know, coming right on time here for the summer. This is some of the stuff we need. It's, it's peaceful. It kind of makes you smile and dance a little bit. When you decided yeah. to do this, is this your first album? Uh, it's not. Um, 
uh, as you said, Laughing Cycle was my first band many years ago in the 80s. And we put out a cassette and an album, vinyl, and uh, then the Mad Ripple recorded uh, a CD, and uh, two CDs, and this is the Dog Day Cicada's second release. I also wrote a song uh, in the wake of the George Floyd murder um, called Folk Song for George Floyd, and, mm-hmm. and my buddy Dan Kowalki helped me with that. And I got a shout-out to the Belfast Cowboys, who absolutely lit the Lake Harriet band show on stage last night, as uh, as seven thousand people can attest to. So, oh my um, summer is here, and outdoor music is here, and yeah, the Dog Day Cicadas. We're we're playing at uh, Waterworks on July seventh at noon. So come on down, Gerilyn. We're gonna we could July use some. We could use your vocals, please. And that's happening. Yeah, see, there you go. Don't make me. I might jump up on stage. And by the way, this is happening on July 7th, and it's at 12 p.m., correct? At Waterworks Uh, Park? Exactly. And there's there's all sorts of, you know, um, outdoor music thanks to the God love the Minneapolis Park and Rec. So um, you're also doing the Twin Cities. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're also doing the Twin Cities songwriter rounds at three three one Club, and if I'm not mistaken, that's at nine p.m. Is it open to the public? Yes, indeed. It's uh, oh, awesome. It's great. It's original songwriters getting together on stage, and uh, very much like the Nashville song swaps or the or the Mad Ribble Nanny of yore, and. Yeah, it just it's it's great together with song, you know songwriters when you when you get them together and and you you, you play a tune for a fellow songwriter and you I don't know your hearts open more and uh, a real chemistry and and kind of one night only vibe takes hold uh, more more so than maybe uh, maybe other live music experiences and uh, I'm thrilled Taylor James Donsky has been hosting the Twin Cities Songwriter Rounds or Minneapolis Songwriter Rounds for a while. And Wednesday night, 331, it's going to launch at night. So. Oh, it is so important. There's there's so many great performers that are really starting to write some great music, and I love True. that you're paying attention to it, making sure that it continues so that they can also have an opportunity. Thank you, Jim. It's so great to hear your voice, dude. It's been a long time. <laughs> Thank you, Jerilyn. <laughs> Take care of yourself. All right, don't don't be surprised you see me walk in the door. All right. Wonderful. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. All right, everyone, we have our final guest that's happening, and we're going to take a break for a moment, and that's going to happen at 933, so don't go anywhere. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to have one of my friends to join us. He used to be on all the time with us, and then he let me go. I don't know why, but <laughs> he's joining us tonight. I'm just kidding, Rohan, I'm just kidding. Um, but he is joining us now. He is the lead theater critic for the Star Tribune, and oh, how I love having him on. Hey, dude, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so much better, man. I'm doing great, and... 
excited about the world and everything that, you know, the possibilities of what could happen. And, you know, you know what that means when you're looking for more and you just find it and you just get so excited about it. I'm just thrilled. And so I have so many questions for you tonight, so we better get started. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really curious because you've been so busy traveling all over the place. You go to New York a lot. You go home where you were born and raised and so much more. You are always involved, particularly in theater, in so many ways. And I'm just curious to know how you feel about the state of theater today. Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, I put it in uh, the longest terms possible, which is that uh, over the last 2,500 years, um, um, from the Greeks onward, um, theater has been around, has been resilient, has been here. Um, and, you know, coming out of this crisis, um, mostly the pandemic, but also um, a reckoning, um, trying to figure out what are what are the issues um, and, and how the field could become more responsive, more representative, um, um, just more um, attuned to community. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, I think, I think they, in the Twin Cities here, um, there are definitely challenges. Um, people are slow to come back in some places and other places are doing well. Um, the, the, the biggest, uh, success is, uh, Theater Latte Da. All of their shows have been very strong and hits. Um, and, but other theaters are struggling and, you know, Park Square has been struggling. They've canceled their season, the rest of their season. Um, and, and, uh, artistry in Bloomington is, is bouncing back after also having to cancel some shows. So uh, it's a mixed bag. Guthrie's doing well. Um, Penumbra, I think, is doing well as well. And The Jungle, um, 10,000 Things. Mixed Blood is having a new uh, sort of transitional then as well. So it's doing Theater Without Walls, which is to say theater in the community under a new leader, Mark Valdez. And so... It's a, it's very uh, there. There's no one word that describes it. It's just eclectic, and um, I'm hopeful in all of it um, because I think um, the the artists in the field are so talented um, and resilient um, that I'm hopeful for the field to to emerge um, triumphant and thriving, you know? I, I completely believe it. I completely believe it. There are just so many people that, you know, are looking for it. It's like a taste of something that you crave. Um, you know, after a while you say, oh, you know, I haven't been to theater in six months. And then all of a sudden your your whole body, your mind, your spirit just goes, okay, so what's your problem? Um, that's right. how important right. theater is to me. And so I wanted to <laughs> ask you about the importance of theater, especially when it comes to plays versus musicals. Now, I know that here in Minnesota, a lot of people go to see the the shows, no matter if it's a musical or if it's a play. Um, mm-hmm. But even on Broadway, we know today that usually there are more shows that are musicals than there are plays. Why is that? Well, um, you know, I, I don't have a definitive answer, but I, I can have some guesses. Um, I, I think um, with with a musical, um, as with music, 
you know, people can play a song over and over and over again. Um, and I think people go to musicals in a similar fashion. Um, the, you know, there, there are people who saw Phantom of the Opera on Broadway hundreds of times, right? Right. right. Um, so I think, and, and the other part of that is the longevity. The Michael Jackson musical, MJ, the musical, uh, has paid back its investors, and it's all his music, and people who can listen to that music, who love that music, can listen to it over and over again. When I, when I went to New York and I saw that production, the people sitting behind me were, had flown in from Japan to see it. People sitting next to us uh, were in from Sweden. Um, and, wow. you know, so it's like, it was astonishing. Um, they, they had made this big trip um, uh, from all across the world to, to come hear this music and, and see uh, the, the recreation of a concert um, or a planned concert. Um, was it better and, than you thought it would, It was? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, what, one of the things for me that's incredible, and I asked how they did it, um, and they, I didn't know if I got a good explanation, but um, the sound, it sounds just like the recording. It sounds like just like being in the studio listening to, you know, all those, those songs, whether it's Billie Jean or Gotta Be Starting Something or whatever it is. Um, and for me, that was like, how do they do that? How do they, you know, it's, it's really, really remarkable. But I think, I think the, the, the thing about musicals is that they have the staying power that, that songs and music um, do for us, you know, they, and they have the sort of, Resonance. I remember um, many years ago. I, 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 actually, 2009 was when um, um, the Guthrie put on Caroline or Change, and I was listening to that album, the Broadway version of a particular song, and I had that album on repeat one day, one Saturday, while I did my uh, chores. And so, from like nine in the morning till the afternoon, I listened to that thing over and over and over again. And it was so wonderful, you know. The playwright and, and was it, Kushner, wasn't it? Uh, was yes. It Kushner? Yes. Tony Kushner and Janine Tesori was the composer. And, and um, yes, I just, and it was really remarkable. But it's a testament to what you're saying. Now, there are plays that people can see over and over again. Uh, they don't have the same opportunities because they the runs for a musical, you know, Phantom can be over a few decades, and a play is is, is has a more limited run, usually uh, months um, at the at the most, um, you know, it's often weeks. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. so that that's that's something. But music speaks to us in different ways, and. And, you know, of course, we are blessed in this community because we, in addition to La Teda, we have Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters, Artistry is back on its feet. We have original musicals being produced um, by the Ordway Center. Uh, we have um, out in, in uh, Excelsior, the Old Log. Um, so there, there and, and we have some MMT, we have some smaller companies that do musicals as well. So it's, a, it's really a rich rich community. Um, and I have to say, um, to brag on, uh, on Minnesota for a little bit, 
um, people who come here from New York or who perform in New York always compliment the range of things that we have on offer. Um, it's so true. You know, it is. It's just a wide range. You think of the children's theater. They do wonderful musicals there. Uh, An American Tale is there right now. You think of um, um, you, you think of Theater Moo, which which also uh, has done musicals. Um, you think of the Jungle. You think of all these companies that are almost like flagships, you know, um, in the, in their area and their fields. And and um, it's it's really uh, to our credit the feather in our our cap, as it were. Here. Well, give us more uh, feathers in our caps, because what we have here in Minnesota is remarkable. And we hear other states, uh, people that come here from all over the country, they always say it. Minnesota is, especially the Twin Cities, um, they, they say it. It's just remarkable, the art um, and, and those that work in these ways, in plays and musicals. I mean, it's just, I am so honored to be uh, in the company of this greatness that we have here in Minnesota. So I, I, I am curious, though, about plays. I, you know, I used to watch plays all the time. Um, if it was mm-hmm. something coming on television, I would watch it. Um, I would go to theaters to watch plays. And, you know, it, it appears that even on Broadway, they have 33 plays on Broadway right now. But how many shows overall do they have on Broadway? Not well, just plays, I mean- but also musicals. Well, I think, you know, the total number of theaters on Broadway, I think we're in the low 40s, you may say 40, 41 companies. And and so that's all, all of them. I haven't um, looked to see. Generally, there's not as many plays because, you know, the, once the shows are, are, have a long run, like Chicago is on Broadway, right? And that's been running forever. Um, you know, and then um, you have things like Hades Town. That's you know, you you have a lot of new shows as well. But the plays generally, even when there are a lot of them, um, they run for a very short time, so they they turn over. Of course, I mean, we talk about Broadway. Broadway is a commercial pursuit, and it's um, you know, literally all about the money. Uh, the artistry has to be top class, top notch, but it's you know, it's, it's it's not for the sake of theater per se. Um, you know, it really is um, profit driven, and we're, we're grateful for the great art that comes out of it. Um, but you know, we we I, I like to say when when I'm sitting in a Broadway theater that it's definitely flying coach. Right. <laughs> those, <laughs> seats are, those seats are tight, and you know, right. when you when you um, when you go to the Orpheum here or the Guthrie here, the seats are much more comfortable. Um, for example, I'm you know I'm being petty a little bit, but but it's you know <laughs> it's no. It's let so us encourage them to do better with these seats because it's the truth. I don't care how skinny you are or how large you are. The bottom yeah. line is those seats, particularly at the Orpheum. Oh my God, it's like a clamp around your hips. <laughs> but you know, think about Broadway compared to that. You know what I mean? It's even tighter. You it's know? even tighter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah. saw Cats. The first time I uh, I went to see a show on Broadway, I saw Cats. The second time mm-hmm. I went uh, to go see a show at Broadway was Gospel at Clonus, watching my family on stage um, on Broadway. That was just a huge, yeah. big thing. And then the last one I've seen, no, the next one after that was uh, Come From Away. 
I loved that piece. Absolutely loved yeah. it. And then the last one I saw was the Neil Diamond show, the be- A Beautiful Noise. And I saw that last December. And I am telling you, I have been touched by the spark of theater. I, I just want to see it all. I want to see the plays. I want to see the musicals. But musicals seem to be the thing I am most interested in until all of a sudden I see a play and I go, wow, that was amazing. So and I encourage I, people to just go for it. I I do, too. And, you know, um, I date myself a little bit. There used to be a commercial called Calgon, take me away. Um, yes. And, I, and I, I tell I tell people, like, go and just, like, you know, just sort of let it take you wherever. Don't don't impose anything, like, I want this, this, and this. And it's like, let's see where it takes you. And and, and sometimes you can be astonished, as uh, Tyrone Guthrie famously wanted his actors to, to, to do, you know, um, just astonish me in the morning. And you can be astonished. Um, by what you see. And sometimes, you know, you're disappointed as well. I'm not saying to not to have any expectations, but just um, hope that, you know, be open to the fact that you could see the best thing that you've ever seen in your life, even if you've seen some great, great shows. And that's one of the, the things I try to live by. You know, um, I've seen some really terrific productions of, of shows over the years and and um, I, I live with the hope that they can all be surpassed uh, and mm-hmm. and so I stay open to that you know and by the way before I forget the Guthrie has murder on the Orient Express as its summer um, murder mystery comedy and it's it's a hoot it's a very very funny production. <laughs> I believe that. It's a lead theater critic um, here in the great state of Minnesota with the Star Tribune. I can imagine that you've heard about so many new pieces that are being written, uh, pieces that are going up. And and I wonder, do you think to yourself, that piece should come to the Twin Cities? I mean, do you ever say to yourself, who do I have to talk to to make sure that that piece comes? All the time. And it's it's a complicated dance, how that works, because um, but one thing, all the playwrights and and producers hope that the pieces come to the biggest theaters, um, and and you know that's the Guthrie, um, and 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 then the Guthrie has been generous, so it, it like helps other theaters to get rights rather than say, hey, we're not going to hold on to this, or we're not going to you know do this. I mean, it's a really complicated thing about how the ecology works um and it's you know the children's theater it's the same way sometimes you know people want the children's theater and it may not be able to do it anytime soon because it the the companies themselves book um two three years in advance um you know they're 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 dealing with um with stuff and they don't have the level of the flexibility and the nimbleness. Um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, and so it's a really, really complicated dance. So the whole ecology is working together. So the Guthrie is working with the children's theater, is working with, you know, Penumbra, is working with, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean all the time that they're collaborative, but just means that they are in the same 
they're swimming in the same sea and, and they can assist each other and sometimes they don't. Um, but, you know, that's, that's fine too. I mean, these are independent entities as well. So it's a really fascinating thing about how that works, the inside of, of all of that, um, the business aspect of it. Of course, we as audience members, we just want to see the great things on stage. Yeah, exactly. I do want to mention, though, um, these plays are being written um, by some even younger people. I look at Lin-Manuel, and I am just mm-hmm. in awe of what he does. It's just remarkable. He's done so many pieces for television, for Disney, you name it. He is always writing. I, I find He's prolific in it, and I, I find that um, exciting, right? And I keep saying to myself, when are we going to know the next piece? He probably has 15 more pieces to put out there, Right. But do you know if there's a new one coming out soon? I I don't, but, you know, he did contribute. I was in New York um, uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, and, and he did contribute to a, a show called New York, New York. Um, oh, really? He, yeah, he consulted with that show, and, and um, I saw it early. Um, I, I saw it, and, um, you know, I don't want to give it away. It has a spectacular ending it's a beautiful ending and and um um you know I, I didn't see his fingerprints on that show i couldn't tell what was you know what he he say he's famously uh, a part of the creative team for that show but you're right i mean he's working and tv is working um on movies and he's doing uh theater of course and uh can't wait to see what greatness uh still you know comes from his mind you know well, it's amazing because he has what, Tony Awards, Grammy Awards. He even was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. I mean, my goodness, this man is remarkable. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do next. Even my grandchildren absolutely love every one of his films, you know. <laughs> just They yeah, haven't watched Hamilton. Yeah. That's the only one. They haven't watched the play Hamilton. But all the other movies, oh, just love it. I just yeah. um, bought my, my granddaughter, The Cantante, I think it's called. What's the name of that movie? Good Lord, that he wrote. Oh, and it yeah, was just the, beautiful. Uh, yeah, um, I think, it, uh, is that how you pronounce it? Um, I think so, um, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's just a beautiful piece, and my granddaughters just love it. Love it. So I, I'm, I'm always excited when we hear about a new playwright. And I'm just curious, as my last question, sir. Are there new people today or are there people today that are rising up to be playwrights, rising up to write musicals right now that we don't know about? I bet you know. A ton of, you know, and and part of this thing, this process, right, of creating and crafting a musical is so involved and so complicated um, and requires so many iterations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to look back on Lin-Manuel and when he first at the White House uh, mentioned uh, during the Obama administration that he was working on this musical, rap musical about Alexander Hamilton. They, you know what people did? They laughed. Mm. They all laughed. And he's like, it's all, that's all right. Because, you know, and so the process is so involved and it takes uh, such a long time. But it, but it's rewarding because you you have to refine that work. You have to go through all the stages that you, you, you go through, which is like, 
you know, this is brilliant. And then, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's, it's uh, adjusting to your soul, you know, because mm-hmm. writing is all about the soul, right? You have to write from your heart for it to really reach out it, to people. I really do is. believe that. It is. And, you know, I, I like to quote August Wilson here, the play, great playwright. And he's like, no one demanded Shakespeare write those plays. He wrote them from something, being compelled to write those plays. And he said, Wilson said, I'm doing the same thing. I, I, no one is demanding that I write these plays. I'm writing them. for, And so when I get uh, stuff that's like, these are too long, they're repetitive, whatever they say, it's okay because I'm writing the greatest play that I think I can write and, and I'm putting it out there. Well, I'm grateful that you're putting it out there. We need someone out there um, that is watching and listening. And um, we're blessed in Minnesota to get the information, right? Uh, to know that there are pieces that have started right here in the great oh, state absolutely. of Minnesota, like Lion. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, when you know that, then you know we've really got something special. So there we go. I know it's time for me to, to let go of you. And I don't <laughs> want to because there's so much more to tell. You should see all the questions I have. But seriously, I just love being on with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to oh, being a part of this so hour. Much. Thank you. And we will, um, we'll be back again soon. So thank you. And by the way, it, it was Encanto. The yes, Encanto. Yeah. Encanto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You would, yeah. you would do it at the last minute. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> take care of yourself. You take care, okay. man. All right. Thank you. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. We are wrapping up this hour and it has been a pleasure being here with you. We'll be back. I think Jonathan in just a moment. So what have we learned, everyone, that has listened tonight? What have we learned? I learned that Executive Director Eric Milselt of Minnesota Peace Officer Standards and Training, I learned what it's all about and why that board is so important. I learned from David Schultz, political science professor at Hamlin University, when we talked about the debt ceiling and why we have it. In the 9 o'clock hour, I learned from Randy Lubas, about this amazing first annual Loons on the Lake Comedy Festival happening at, at Crooners in Fritley on June 21st through the 24th. I also talked with Jim Walsh, local musician and songwriter. I didn't even know he was doing all of that. It was good to reconnect with him. And then at 9.33, my friend Rohan Preston and I talked about Broadway and how important it is to have plays and musicals. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for sticking and staying and listening. Good night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.